God's word, back even in the Old Testament, when a, a cattle was stolen, you had to restore more than what was taken. Hey, how are you doing out there? Good to be with you again. We're going to be talking about something that's exciting to us because it's our life. It's called restoration. 120. <laughs> restoration 120. And why do you say 120? Because the point we're trying to show you is that in God's word, back even in the Old Testament, when a, a cattle was stolen, you had to restore more than what was taken if you were caught as a thief. And we'll use the scripture that's, well, one, one scripture in Deuteronomy says, the Lord will cause your enemies who come against you to be defeated before your face and they'll come out against you one way and flee before you seven come ways. Come on. Now the scripture talks about whatever you steal, the enemy steals, you have to be brought back sevenfold, paid back sevenfold. So at least it's restoration 120%. So have you been stolen from? Have you had your life taken away? Has people died in your life? Of course. Yeah, we've all had that. All of us have had that happen. But God is saying, I'm going to restore to you. Well, before I get too far into this, yeah. let's just look at our life a little bit, what's happened. You know, at a young age, I started in the construction industry and I had a construction business most of my life. And in doing that, I did a lot of remodels. I did a lot of insurance jobs. And a lot of those, I dealt with burnt houses. Boy, when he came home <laughs> from working all day on these fire jobs, he was covered head to toe, black soot all over himself. Yes, but that's what you did. You did what you need to do. But I was needing to take the chard and scrape it down, the, the roof rafters, the joists. We'd have to scrape them down until all that was gone and then spray them with a kills product that covers that all up and so you can paint over it. Well, you know, that's a lot like our own lives. We got to get a lot of the soot off of us. We've got to get a lot of the junk that we opened up to scraped off and sent away and then allow the blood of Jesus to prime us, to cover us up, to take away those things that kept us in the past. You know, I think it's important to realize that as much as a, a project like that would be, you know, laborious and tedious, God wants to restore us. But sometimes, well, not sometimes, most of the time, People are not expecting restoration in their life. I know I'm I'm in 60 now, 60 plus, and when I would, uh, it wasn't until I reached my 50s that I really understood by looking at the scripture that God is promising us restoration. And most, I said, there's a passage in Isaiah 42, and it says, "No one says restore." And I, I looked that up, meditated on it, and I remember asking the Lord, why does no one say restore? And it's because he told me, no one believes that I will. <laughs> and so I hope you heard that. I, yeah, we really want to challenge you as as we just express some of this and we're using the word restoration 120 as as your life has gone on. I'm sure you've had things stolen from you uh difficult circumstances, maybe with children or relationships or in your marriage. And 
you know, when someone passes away, of course, you're not going to get that same person back. But God has a way of restoring relationships and he does it in ways that are unexpected. But our job is to trust him. You know, when she talks about trusting him, most of us, after a severe tragedy happens in our life, we grieve. And grieving is a a normal process as long as we don't go into that grieving and grieving for years well, and years. Well, heaviness and depression. Well, heaviness and depression should never be a part of grieving. You know, we grieve the loss of somebody that we live with and spent time with. But do you know, God is trying to restore you back to better than before. And, and I'm thinking, Denise, of some friends that we've known that have lost husbands and children. And it almost looked like they weren't going to make it. But I tell you, the ones that believe God for restoration, like you said, they believe God. You said they wouldn't believe. They believe God have better. <laughs> God brought and restored better, almost like that sevenfold into their life because they believed it. I, I want to read this scripture, Denise, out of Second uh, Corinthians twelve nineteen. It says, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength, talking about God's strength, uh, is made perfect in your weakness. So the weaker that you are, the stronger God can work through. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast that in my weakness, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Are you feeling weak? Are you feeling like you need some help? Rest in God. Boast in your weakness so he can be strong. Yeah, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's actually a a dependency that we should all have. And, you know, I like this uh, being not self-sufficient, but dependent on the Lord and trusting God him. God's sufficient. Only he can do this. You can't make it happen. We don't have confidence, but god fidence. Mm-hmm. I like this word in the Greek for restoration, and it's apokatastasis, apokatastasis, something like that. And it means this, the restoration, not only of true theocracy, but also of that more perfect state of even physical things which existed before the fall. Now think about it. Before the fall of man, there was no disease. There was no shortages. There was no depression, no wars, no strife, no death. And so we've lost a lot of things, you know, and and even in Joel, it talks about the restoration that, that God wants to do and that he promises what the canker worm is eaten God will restore. But again, that puts us in this place of trusting. God, I can't make it happen. You see these areas where the canker worm is eaten and destroyed something in my life. You're the God of restoration. And I'm trusting you to show yourself strong. And Denise, you said before, it didn't happen before the fall. Okay. And, but after Jesus, we have all restoration in you. We have better than what they had. We, we shouldn't be experiencing sickness, disease, poverty, pain. In Christ Jesus, he became all that so we could be walking in his abundance. So I just want to say to you today, we, we want to be able to agree with him, right? Yes. We well, and, and I'll remind you before you lead us okay. in prayer, uh, like Dennis read that passage in Second Corinthians 12, 9, and where Paul said, my grace is sufficient for you is what the Lord told him. 
but grace is not attracted to your strength. It is attracted to your weakness. Come on. In the Old Testament. It's hard to understand again, totally, Denise. We, remember, the thief came, and then it says in the scripture, when he's caught, he has to restore <laughs> sevenfold. So I'm going to pray for you. You, you. People out there, you've gone through pain, loss, things stolen from you. And we're just agreeing that you're going to rest in your weakness in trusting God. You're going to have restored more than you had before, better than you had before. God's going to bring you to new heights, new levels of life and ministry. We just pray that over this listening audience in Jesus' name.